Greetings and welcome to the worship services of Alamo First Baptist Church. I'm Brother Chris Rigby. I'm standing here this morning in front of our bell. This is the original bell that was at our old location uh, years ago. It uh, was there when the church was first built and it was always a call to worship. Well, when we moved to our new campus here several years ago, we brought it with us. And not too long ago, we got to put it up. We're so excited about it because it reminds us that we're coming together into this building to worship. And we are excited that today you've decided to tune in to our broadcast to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that you will see the great love that Jesus has for you and the great love that we have for you as well this morning as we worship together. We look forward to meeting you and your family and we invite you to be a part of any of our worship services, our activities or ministries here and if you'd like to get in touch with us, probably the best way to do that is just drop us a line at our email address, alamofirstbaptist at gmail.com. All of it spelled out, just gmail.com, alamofirstbaptist. We look forward this morning to worshiping with you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family as we go inside now and we worship together. Let's go ring that bell for Jesus.
this morning we uh, are excited to get to open up our worship service with the baptism. And instead of me being in the baptistry this morning, I'm excited to have two of our dads in the baptistry to uh, baptize their daughter. We have uh, two confessions of faith being made this morning.
we see haze to the body of the flesh of Christ because of the remission of your sins. I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Filled with Christ, witness, and witness of love. Would you pray with me? Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we are thankful this morning, this Father's Day, that we're able to celebrate uh, in the most beautiful way possible, where a child has given their heart to Jesus. Praise Father's Day gift that we can give to any father is to know that their child is safe and secure, not just here in this world, but for time and eternity. We celebrate this morning with two strangers, these two young ladies, that they, their life was locked away in your saving grace today. And Lord, as we think about the dad baptizing, we think about you. You are our permanent father, our heavenly father, our eternal father. And as we thank our fathers on earth today, our first thoughts are with you, God. We say to you, thank you for all the blessings of life and all that you have given us. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. It's good to see you this morning. Glad that you're here. Uh, we'll do a little bit more welcoming in just a little bit, but we've got a couple of announcements that you will make. I think uh, Megan, you're going to come, and Katie's got some, so let's get her here. Young guys, come on up here. I just wanted to thank everybody um, for the great week of TV games. We had this one between 8-5 and 9-5 kids every night, so we had a great group. Um, I know for me, it was such a blessing to see so many in this church using their gifts and talents to some of these kids because there were several that know how to cook, and I don't. So they were here cooking every night with food, and I got good with technology. And we had John and Justin back there. Um, Will Rigby, great with sports and recreation. There were just so many that used their gifts serve these kids, and it was, it was a very, very great week. If you were part of PBS, can you just stand so we can recognize you and thank you for all of your help? Austin was such a great sport. He had a pie in the face. <laughs> thank you all so, so much. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, we do have children's church. If you're new for um, kids three and five, we'll be right here at the door, and they can go to children's church here for you. I'll give Megan a hand for Bible study. Miss Katie. Also, a couple other things I want to share with you. First of all, since it is Father's Day, one of our favorite members of our church, Melanie Davison, has given you a photo office today. And so if you'll head back that way after service, you can take a picture with your father with her here. And um, if you're here and you have children, take them back in the back and make a picture because they look real good. 
like to say a word of welcome to you. If you're visiting at home, we'd like to say a welcome to you as well. For those of you that are here to visit, we'd like to stand and invite the pastor to stand. We're going to greet our guests today because they need a moment to set up fellowship for us today. So, stand and greet your guests today. We'll be right back.
story about a dog that had its tail cut off. They buried the dog's tail. They, they thought they were done with it. But the dog found it, dug it up, brought it back in its mouth to the family. Of course, the family was horrified. So they decided they'd take away from him. They could take his tail and bury it deeper. Well, the dog found his tail, dug it up, in his mouth. Horrified yet again, they thought, well, we'll bury it even deeper this time. And so they did. And for the third time, the dog found his tail, dug it up, brought it back in his mouth to be extremely horrified. One of the little girls and family looked up at Dad and said, well, Dad, you can say this about the dog. It is really a, a, a good thought for us as we look at Matthew 25, in which is what we're going to be talking about faithfulness. We've been in a series, and if you've not been with us, let me just quickly review. Matthew 24, 25 is the longest answer in recorded scripture that Jesus gives to his question. The disciples of us back early in chapter 24. What will the sign of these things be? The sign of his coming. Jesus had told them that the temple would be destroyed and, 
extended that page any more, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents here, but five talents, here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he, who also had two talents, came forward and said, Master, you delivered me two talents, and here I have made two talents more. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had the one talent came forward. Uh, say, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you scattered your seed. So I was afraid. And I went and I hid your talent in the grave. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him and said, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reaped where I had not sown, and gathered where I scattered your seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was mine with interest. So take the talent that was mine with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten times. For to everyone who has will be given, and he who has will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And then Jesus says, And cast the worthless servant into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want you to have three thoughts as we think about this parable of the talents together this morning. Number one, I want you to see what I want to call the call to faithfulness in verses 14 through 18. Now, don't confuse this parable with the parable of the talents that you read in Luke 19. Uh, they are two different parables, even though there are some similarities. And I want you to know that each servant in the parable was given money. That's what Jesus is saying here when he says talent. A talent would have been about 20 years' wages. Take that five and just multiply it times 20. That was a lot of money. That would have been worth about 100 years of wages. Uh, two would be about 20. Yeah, 40. There's 40. And then one is one. Look at this here. I'm really old now. I can't believe it. But you, you get my point. The man with much ability was given five. The one with average ability was given two. And the one with little was given one. But the talents are more than money. They represent in the parable our ability, our skill, our gifts. If the five talents were given to the person with minimal ability, the truth is it would have destroyed him with such a heavy responsibility. However, if the one talent had been given to the one with great ability, he would have been disgraced and degraded. So what I want you to understand in the parable is this, that God assigns work and God 
according to our ability to well your needs in it. God doesn't put any more upon us than we can handle. And God doesn't uh, cheat us in any way uh, in something that we can do being grateful to Him. So we need to understand that we've all got a sign opportunities, or if you want to think about it, abilities, according to the ability that God has given us. And it is our privilege to serve the Lord and thus multiply His grace. I want you to see four things in thinking about our call of faithfulness. I want you to see the servants here. Now I want you to notice number one, each servant was different. You see, I think we like to play this game of comparison in life. We, we like to kind of have this idea that you know, everybody is the same, we're all equal, and there's no difference among anybody. But the truth of the, thing, of the matter is that, that really we are different. We are unique. God has created us uniquely with our own skill sets and our own abilities. Now, we might perform a different skill set. We might perform a different ability. But, you know, we have to, at some point, come to learn and accept how God has made us. I've said this before. I always wish I had that music ability. I've come to come in several times. Now, I love to play the guitar. And uh, I've tried on three different occasions. And uh, Pam has said, please don't play another guitar in the next house. Really not allowed in guitar stores. Why? Sometimes you get somewhere where you like to get strings or something, and, and I'm tempted to go in with you, but I can't sit in the truck most of the time because if I go in, I'm going to get tempted. I want to get there. I want to learn to play the guitar, but I do not have the rhythm and the, and the ability to hear any of it. I don't have the patience with it. So it's just not my skill set, no matter how bad I want it. I wish I had a I can remember being a little kid, and uh, I would stand out in church, and I would regret, you know, I want to be the choir director, I want to be the preacher, you know, I knew he was boring, so I wanted to be excited about it, right? <laughs> you know, but look, God didn't give me that gift. God called me when uh, I was freshman out of Christmas, and uh, Percy and I wanted to be the exciting preacher, right? Amen. But anyway, each servant's different. And, and look, your gift may be in the nursery, your gift may be in the kitchen, your gift may be teaching a class, your gift may be simply, uh, you know, passing out books or something. You know, it may just be shaking hands and having a pretty smile on your face. But whatever gift that God has given you, He's called you to use it. So there's the servants, there's the sharing. The expectation on all the servants is the same. Share the gift. Share what's been given to you. Whatever gift you have, God expects you to put it to use, to His glory, to His to, to the good of others. You know, sometimes I, I think I, I wish folks could see. I was talking to someone this week who thought that his memory is kind of shut up off, and I said, "Well." I also want to get this family really connected in that church, and it's just been a struggle to get them connected, and, and they're, they're kind of disjointed, they're just kind of in and out, and so busy in life. And, and I 
pray for them. And I said, I wish they could see what they could mean to the church through the eyes of the pastor. Because when I look at them, I, I can see and their influence. They're a path like the people follow them. They're, they're, they're drawn to them because of just their personality and just the gifts God gives them. But, but they're going in so many different directions. Like you can't get them all in the sermon. And, and I, I, I want to know if they could just see themselves through what I see in, in what they could be under the Lord and to the people of God. All the difference, perhaps, it could make. And, and I say that not just about those families, but all our families. And at first, if, if, if you could see it through your pastor's eyes, how much more, perhaps, could you see it if you saw it through God's eyes? Oh, my God's heart must break when he thinks about the gifts he's given us that, that are unique to each of us, and if we would just share by way of service what he's given to us. The service, the sharing, the service. The service wasn't unique. The gifts were unique, but the service wasn't. It was service unto the Lord. It was to serve to the glory of the Lord. And, and whether you do this thing or that thing in the kingdom of God, the service is the same. It's under the glory of the Lord. And the final thing as we think about faithfulness is the shame. Unfaithfulness brought shame. And any time where faithfulness is found in the body of Christ, there's shame. A second point I want you to think about this morning quickly is this. A consideration for value. Uh, verses 19 through 25, I won't reread it, but basically we get into the lesson and to the meat of this parable, uh, that is faithfulness. I will read you this passage, 1 Corinthians 4 2. Uh, Paul tells us, moreover, he is required of stewards, that is servants, that they be found faithful. One of the greatest callings of servanthood is to be a parent. And I, I believe God calls us to be faithful. God calls moms to be faithful. God calls dads to be faithful. I was reading an article this week that was talking about one of the major problems in the world, but in particularly in our own nation. And it's a problem that no one really likes to talk about it gets pushed to the back, and it's the problem of homes that have no father, the number of children that are growing up without a father. And, and, and they were talking about specifically where there's just no father, no male influence at all. But then they were also talking about homes where there may be a, a male presence, but, but the dad's checked out. And, and along with the social ills that are that are that are going on in our nation today are connected to the fact that the home has been under attack and that the model for the home that God gave us, one man and one woman, one wife, more like from the death to they part, with God on the throne, uh, God being the source of their, their life and their purpose, 
but we would be praying on the day that would have seen Jesus. And, and it wasn't at the level that it could, that elevation, at the level that it could. We wouldn't be seeing a lot of the social appeals. Someone talked over this week, we talked about one of the we need revival in our nation, in the church. What can we do to bring revival? And you know, I really thinking about it and praying about it this week, my answer is, you, you want to bring revival to the nation, then as a church, you help bring revival to the homes. And, and help, help homes be reconnected with God. God wants us to be faithful in the small things. There are a lot of things that we don't think are big, but, but you know, they are. But if you're not faithful in the little things, you're not going to be faithful in the big things. God wants us to be faithful in the secret things. The things that that maybe, you know, are only the things that exist between us and God. The things that that only we know and God knows about us. You know, reputation is what other people know about you. Character is what God knows about you. But not only the secret things, the sacred things. And one of the things that we have to be faithful in, it is the things that are the things of God, in the reading of God's Word, in the, in, in, in the hearing of God's worship, and in the, the commitment to God's family. If, if you look at this, you'll find three things. That happened. There's the return. The stewards are asked about their stewardship. You see the results. Faithfulness or the lack of faithfulness is judged. And finally, rejection. Failure to live to the glory of the Lord was posted. Now, if you're not faithful in the small things, secret things, and sacred things of life, one day you'll stand before the Lord, the results will be asked of you. And you can't produce it. That rejection will last forever. As we think about this parable, what I would call a concern for the future. Three things there that you see the laziness, loss, and the lesson. The laziness is wickedness. The excuse that the third sermon gives is, is he really deflects. He deflects upon the Lord. He wants to blame the Lord for his lack of being productive. You know, he wants to blame everything around him, his environment. He doesn't want to take ownership. But the Lord looks through all of that and basically says, you're wicked and slothful, you're lazy. You know, you do what you Stop because you don't want to stop. Because you don't want to look 
Thank you. 
why we struggle with what's wrong. The battle said, thank you. So what do we do? Lord, we pray that you would help us find that perfectionist in our lives. Lord, if you can tell my grip, it's not my mind. It's simply just by surrendering. Say, Lord, take my life. That's our prayer today. Maybe someone here needs to give their life to you and confess your faith. Maybe someone needs to just make a commitment of life and repent. Whatever your decision is, if you're calling from today, Lord, let us be We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you, and we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.